Hi everyone, this is Suresh and this is my audio message remembering Miss Iyer. I was looking through our school pictures posted on Teacher's Day and reminiscing about the role that our teachers played in shaping our characters in our formative years, helping us realize and develop our interests and build a foundation to pursue those interests in college and beyond. In my case, that area was science and engineering and the teachers that were most influential were Mr. Norman in physics, Mrs. Das in chemistry, Mrs. Joseph in biology and Miss Iyer in math. All very good teachers that were very knowledgeable in their subject areas. In particular, I was reminiscing about Miss Iyer, our class teacher, who also taught us English. I did a Google search and landed on the website of her nephew. We connected up over the weekend and had a very nice email chat. I learned that Mrs. Iyer's parents migrated from Tamil Nadu to Bombay a hundred years ago and that she was born, grew up, got educated, worked, retired and in fact lived all her life in the big city, a Mumbaiker all the way around. She passed away in 2008 of cancer. May her soul rest in peace. I learned she was single and lived with her sister in a flat in Perel, working hard all her life and supported her sister to bring up her kid as his dad died a few months after his birth. It must have been challenging to run a middle-class household without the typical support structures in place, but she handled life's challenges with grace and fortitude. I also learned she was passionate about Carnatic music and practiced in her spare time and became well-versed in both the violin and the veena. Her nephew imbibed the love of music from his aunt and has grown to become a well-known fusion musician in Mumbai, a composer, performer and educator who recently dedicated a studio album in her memory. I reflected on the fact that in life, whether at school or at work, we are typically exposed to one dimension of a person's life. As the curtain is pulled back and we learn about other aspects of their life, we are in a better position to understand their life's journey, their challenges, their successes, their impact on friends, family and the society at large. From what I learnt, my appreciation of her as a single woman navigating the rough and tumble of a big city has significantly improved. In her own way, I feel she was quite a remarkable woman and I wanted to share and celebrate a life well lived with you. By the way, her nephew's website is raviayarfusion.com where you can hear his compositions and podcasts. Also, if you search for Padma Ayer Violin on YouTube, you can see her video music performance. That's all for now. Thanks everyone. Be well, stay safe. Until we meet again, God bless. Right, welcome Sai Priya Vishwanathan on Thought Bits with Ravi Ayer. Thank you, Ravi. I've been looking forward to sharing my views on your podcast too. Our association has been quite exciting when it comes to our musical exchanges. I think it's commendable that you have a good balance and a good combination of everything to do with arts and fine arts. I I believe you also are. Uh, Bharatanatyam dancer. Uh, well, it was some time around college. Um, I was an arts graduate, 
I did economics as my major. Um, then I felt the need to do something different, something more, to explore more. Uh, mm-hmm. Back then, I happened to have a very good friend who also played the veena. Uh, I knew nothing about the veena, but I heard her play it, and I also heard a recording of her teacher play the veena, and that sparked something in me. That's the guru that you learned from. Yes, Shrimati Mangalam Madhuswami. She is my only guru on veena. She okay. passed okay. on in two thousand seven. But uh, by then, I had already finished about 18 years of uh, learning the Veena. And uh, then I thought it was time to keep her in my mind as Manasa Guru and continue from there. Of course. I would also like to extend my words of respect for her. Truly wonderful to have Guru of such stature, you know, and they always will be remembered forever. Absolutely. She was more than a teacher to me. She was a mother. She was a friend. she was um, absolutely everything to me. Correct, correct. And that really matters a lot. Saraswati Veena is, is absolutely, you know, synonymous to my family as well. Before I was born, you know, my, my Perima, which is my aunt, Miss Padma Ayer, she has started playing the Veena and the Carnatic violin at the age of six, almost 90 years. She began her lessons with violin and the Veena. And when I was born, uh, this was uh, what about 52 years ago, I was born with the sound of the Veena, you know, resonating in my house. And I have always seen my aunt practicing the Veena whenever she had the time from a busy schedule. She was unmarried. So the entire family responsibility was on her, which means taking care of my mom as well as me, because I had lost my dad when I was one year old. Not even one, in fact, I was eight months old. So she completely took over the responsibilities of family. So while she was at work, she was a school teacher. She used to teach in Bombay Scottish at Mahim. There she used to teach maths and English. She was extremely busy with her school schedules. And whenever she, had, whenever she used to come home from school, you know, she used to sit down with the veena and in the evenings, she used to sit till late night and practice the veena. And the sound of the veena is what I realized as a child as well and even till today. is very close to a human voice. And uh, the kind of drone that it had and the kind of you know, resonance that, that, that it gave out almost sings to you. I mean, I can't explain how blissful the tone is. So, obviously, uh, now she's no more. And, you know, I was extremely thrilled to collaborate with you as well in all our musical pursuits, being a Veena player. And I'm super excited to be speaking about the Veena with you, Saipriya. Maybe you could share your views about the instrument. How do you perceive Veena and what is Veena to you? And how does it complement in our lives? as an instrument? Basically, um, a little known fact is that the Veena is the national instrument of India. The Saraswati Veena, as we have it today, is the national instrument of India. It is one of the most authentically Indian instruments, including Bridangam, Venu, or the flute. The Veena's existence was actually recorded from uh, the 5th century CE, from the time of uh, Silapadigaram, you know, the story of uh, Karnagi and Kovalan, right from that time, the existence of Veena has been recorded. 
Then it was called the Yar, Y-A-Z-H. And uh, it had a very different form. Uh, it was more like an ektara with uh, one, just one string and no frets. And over the centuries, uh, it has evolved in design till uh, the present day design. Of course, it continues to evolve further as well. My perception of Veena, of course, it's a divine instrument. Again, uh, in music theory, it is said that all the gods and all the deities reside in the Veena. Like you have Shiva in the body of the Veena, Parvati in the strings, Brahma resides in the bridge of the Veena, the frets. There are so many deities in the frets, in the resonator and so on. Uh, all these te technical details people hardly ever know. The Veena is seen as a mere physical entity, but there is a very deep spiritual meaning to it as well. Veena just comes across as, okay, this is one gigantic instrument, you know. And the older ones definitely wait. I mean, my aunt's Veena, which is almost about 100 years old now, you know, and it, it weighs a lot. It's very heavy. But as you rightly said, the, there are many other aspects, the certain nuances which, uh, you know, if the listeners are able to relate to the instrument, I think the, the respect and the regard for the instrument will grow in accolades. Absolutely. In fact, that is why I'm sharing all this information, you know. Actually, Yagni Valkya has mentioned saying that those who are adept at playing the Veena with the Shruti and the Tala intact, that is with the pitch and the rhythm intact, and those who know to play the Veena melodiously get moksha or liberation in this lifetime instantly, without any effort. So you don't have to do any japa or any puja for that. There is no particularly any religious uh, significance behind it. Of course, uh, if you want to attach a religious significance behind it, that's, uh, that's up to you. But uh, it is more spiritual, actually. Yeah, but we've always seen a goddess Saraswati with the Veena, you know. Yeah, that's actually true. But ironically, you know what? Saraswati never actually played the Saraswati Veena. She played the Kachapi Veena. In certain parts of Indonesia, it's called the Kajapi. And in certain parts of North India, it's um, called the Kachua Sitar. Kachua as in tortoise. So that is the fun thing. And uh, that's one more thing. All the major gods, like they have a Gayatri Mantra. You have a Gayatri Mantra for Surya. You have a Gayatri Mantra for uh, Ganpati. Just like that, every major god and goddesses have their own Venus. Like Shiva played the Rudra Veena, Narada plays the Mahati. It is normally thought as a Tanpura, but it's actually a Veena called Mahati. Mahalakshmi has a Veena and that is mentioned in the Gitam. The Gitams are the initial lessons in Carnatic music. And um, the Gitam Varavina talks about Mahalakshmi holding the Veena. It is generally thought that Varavina would imply uh, Saraswati, automatically, but that's not the case. Um, uh, the Gita mentions Varada Priya Ranganayaki and Ranganayaki means Mahalakshmi. So, uh, Goddess Lakshmi is uh, depicted playing the Veena in that Gita. Right, right. And Varalakshmi is, uh, is also uh, another connotation is uh, for good wealth in the family and, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, it Absolutely. also connects with that. Uh, all these uh, major deities have their own uh, uh, 
uh, Veena. Could you specify, I mean, what, what is the kind of tuning that the Veena uses usually so that, uh, or does it depend on the, the rag that you use and stuff? Actually, traditionally, the best, uh, most ideal pitch for the Veena is D-sharp or E. That is the most ideal. Of course, you can play on any pitch at all. There are mo uh, four main playing strings and the three side strings. So uh, the instrument comprises both rhythm and uh, Shruti. That is Shruti and Layavadya. The first four playing strings, incidentally, they are likened to the four Vedas. Rig Veda, Sama Veda, Yajur Veda, Natharvana Veda. Uh, that is uh, another little less known fact. The main playing strings, the first open string is tuned to Sa or the Shajja. They call it the Sarini. The next string that comes behind it is tuned to the lower pa or the Panchama, the fifth. And then the third string, the Mandrasthai, the Mandra string is uh, tuned to the lower Sa, Shajja. And then the fourth string at the far end is tuned to the lowest Pa, Anumandrasthai. That is what we call it. And then you have your uh, Pakasarini, which are the three uh, strings that give the jhala. The first of those strings is tuned to the same shadja as the first string. Then you have the higher pancham and then the higher shadja. Okay. You can tune it uh, any way you like. Tuning, uh, most ideally, as I mentioned, is D sharp to E. As a child, I did try to learn. I didn't really succeed after a point because, I mean, I could not. I could not get the sound out. It's so difficult. It is very you know, The fretboard yes. is so huge. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and the frets are like uh, massive. They're very deep. And you know, <laughs> holding that entire, yeah, gigantic instrument and then, you know, digging into the fret and trying to get that resonance is so difficult. But yeah. it's... <laughs> Actually, you know, Ravi, I'm just trying to imagine you as a child trying desperately to reach the other fret with your little hands, you know. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. And uh, my aunt was extremely possessive about her instrument. So the moment I should touch the veena, you know, she was on pins. <laughs> All... <laughs> oh my goodness, you should ask my mom the horror <laughs> stories that I have put her through, really. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't uh, let them even see it, leave alone correct. touching it. I get totally paranoid. It's commendable for what that instrument is. But apparently, what has happened is over the years, there's been a little decline on, on the usage of Veena and the Veena players. I don't know whether it is, is it because of the size and the weight of it or is it the lack of teachers that are around? Well, uh, it's a combination of everything, actually. Right now, uh, actually, you can't blame anybody for it. Veena being as difficult as it is, um, it takes uh, several years to gain some kind of control over it. I can't say expertise or anything, but uh, it takes some 15-20 years to kind of lose your paranoia about it, to get comfortable with it. I've seen the passion of, I mean, obviously you also may have experienced our parents, the way they used to be so passionate about that instrument and uh, they used to take care of it so well and they never found it heavy or you know, uncomfortable to use. Yes, of course. Like everything else, uh, Veena designs have also been uh, evolving. Are there any other Veenas which are available, which are a little lighter or are there some something that can substitute 
the older have you now there are quite a few portable versions of the veena uh, the most known is uh, radel's electric veena somehow uh, i'm not very happy with the sound though it is very portable it doesn't have that kind of depth i feel uh, that is of course uh, you know the original is wood and this is fiberglass so that will make a difference then uh, uh, my veena technician shri subramanyam who used to come from chennai uh, he used to make beautiful veenas he used to do his melam work the melam work is the wax work on the veena he used to do such a perfect job of it and i still have uh, some of his veenas with me uh, bharatwaj is himself a beautiful wonderful vainika he plays like a dream uh, of course that genius runs in his blood too you know and uh, now he has been spending a lot of time and a lot of effort and his own money in fact designing uh, more and more uh, uh, portable veenas of different types different shapes more resistant to weather change also so basically uh, the resonators or the kudams that you have in a traditional veena uh, in the sarasvita they are so designed uh, so that you can just wind them out and keep them out so finally you are left with just this dandi or the stem uh, which fits very snugly into a duffel bag you can just uh, you know carry the duffel bag on your shoulder just like uh, you do with a guitar and uh, the kudams can be neatly packed away in another uh, bag so i have traveled from chennai uh, uh, by air taking this in cabin baggage because this weighs just about 3 4 kilos so um i find personally that the sarasvitar is uh, really durable it is much less damage prone and gives out amazing sound it is acoustic it is not electronic so you have uh, almost the exact sound of the veena coming from it so i have the handcrafted uh, one by him uh, he has uh, a technician who works for him so basically the length and breadth of the frets of the sarasvitar are the same uh but because it is just one stem it is one long stem it is very easy to carry around that said i definitely feel that there will be a resurgence in veena very soon uh with quite a few youngsters taking it up uh, quite seriously today besides uh, there are quite a few young artists playing really beautifully today so i guess um in the next few years we can uh, definitely expect a revival of the golden ages no in fact uh, when you ma- mentioned recording that's when i definitely would like to bring this point like how we collaborated together and in uh, two of my compositions i can't tell you how excited and how happy i was to include the sound of the veena and you played so beautifully in both the songs uh, one was uh, veena vadani that we did that was composed by my mom and of course after that uh, we did uh, another one in the uh, rag jog uh, based on rag jog rather and song called jogi blues my listeners and everybody around should know that the thought bits with ravi ayer the signature tune that you keep hearing on my podcast that particular song is jogi blues which is my composition on which sai priya has played the veena so beautifully so grateful it's become a mnemonic to my podcast now actually jogi blues was completely influenced by blues music you know so i being a guitar player i'm more um, i'm more inclined on the western music 
rather than the hindustani classical of course hindustani classical i'm not i'm not formally trained but i i borrow the you know nuances and ideas from the ragas and i try to apply them in a contemporary fashion with my western feel you know and uh, my mom used to help me a lot of course i really miss her music uh, i believe is the same everywhere it just depends on how you treat it but you know i was very tempted uh, to actually play a uh, i mean i i didn't even tell you about this actually i'm just uh, bringing this up right now i have a recording of my aunt performing the veena at our house i'm talking about like around 50 years or more we have a spool tape recorder you know it's a four track spool tape recorder the audio quality is not so great because it's like a 50 year old spool tape recorder recording i will humbly request everyone to bear with the audio quality a bit but not but to look at it more as something priceless you know that uh, we have so with your permission sipriya and with my listeners permission i'd just love to bring a bit of her playing and then we'll get back to our conversation as soon as i finish that yeah sure please do i would love to hear that That was absolutely amazing. So beautiful. I'm getting goosebumps, Ravi. Thank you so much, Saipya. Thank you so much. And uh, in fact, I myself, I mean, I was uh, completely overwhelmed to even have this recording, uh, you know, safely with us. 
It must be so nostalgic for you, right? Absolutely, extremely nostalgic. Because after I grew up as well, you know, they used to make me hear uh, that recording many times earlier. I'm so 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 thrilled to share that recording to, with all of you today on this podcast, especially dedicated to my aunt, Miss Padma Iyer. We are really honored to hear such a senior Vainika play. Absolutely wonderful. Thanks for sharing, Ravi. Thank you so much. Luckily for me, my teacher was the kind uh, who encouraged me to play any and every genre. So though I started uh, training in Carnatic formally, um, she used to tell me that my final um, aim should be to play whatever music that I can hear. So um, she used to play. Uh, incidentally, she used to play uh, Hindi music, Hindi film music beautifully. Uh, she used to play, you know, old songs like Rena Bitti Jai, and she used to play them so beautifully. I can't tell you. That's so supportive of her. I would say you were mentioning about uh, the different genres that uh, you know you have had the opportunity to play, and you still, you know, uh, play and experiment around. So please go ahead and share. Yeah, so I have dabbled in quite a few genres of music, yes, and I want to experiment further. Uh, you know, because each of those genres is enriching. It adds to your experience at the end of the day. Uh, so let's do this multi-genre thing, right? In keeping with this, uh, in uh, in line with our discussion. So let's start with Carnatic music. I'll play this um, raga called Todi. Uh, this is the Carnatic Todi, incidentally. It is not the Hindustani Miyaki Todi. This is very different. And uh, uh, the speciality about this uh, Raga Todi or Hanuma Todi, as it is called, it is one of the Mela Kartas. It is a parent Raga, like a Thart in Hindustani. It uh, consists of all the Swarams, like Sarigama Padani. It, it has all the Swarams in the, in the Sargam. And... Um, the beauty of this ragam lies in the fact that uh, it has so many semitones, quarter tones, mid tones. Uh, I can't tell you, uh, you know, I, there is no way I can measure and tell you anything. Uh, actually, I don't think you can learn this raga. You simply have to experiment the raga. Uh, you have to experience it. You have to, you have to just get into it. You have to dive into it and simply experience it. It's uh, sheer magic. So let's start with the Raga Todi, right? And play a small alapana in it. As you rightly said, there, there are a lot of those mid-tones which are, 
you know, hard to describe or it needs to be felt, you know, it's very true, very true, Saipriya. Thank you. Uh, so for the next genre, let's take this uh, very popular Hindi uh, movie song, you know. Uh, I think uh, we must have been in around, uh, around in school or college or something when this uh, film was released. Ek Duji Ke Liye is the name of the film. It's the pedestal of a romantic story <laughs> for all of us. <laughs> yeah, it does bring a, bring back a lot of memories, right? So I will be uh, playing just the first part, just the thai of uh, this song, Tere Mere Beech Mein, from this film, Ek Duji Ke Liye. It's in Raga Shivaranjani, actually uh, Mishra Shivaranjani. Sure, please go ahead. you know the entire memory of uh, we going to the theater and watching this movie and uh, you played it so beautifully and it almost felt as if you know the actual singer is uh, singing in your presence <laughs> yes i don't know how many times i must have seen the movie thank you thank you so much we're going to sign off with the entire jogi blues this time but before that i'd like to thank all my listeners you know be part of this podcast and i really wish you know we were able to communicate what a veena is about and the attributes of the instrument and i would like to specially mention each and every student of bombay scottish in mahim where my aunt taught english and maths and to each and every one of them who have been listening to this particular episode uh, i'm i'm really thankful to you all for all the love and support that uh, you know you you guys have showered upon her all right so let's sign off for now and thank you everyone and we shall leave you with jogi blues which is a blues influenced composition of mine featuring sai priya on the veena in this composition thank you so much thank you sai priya thank you everyone until we meet soon with another thought with Vivian.